Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story today is the conundrum that if only vaxxed people get to not wear masks, how do you signal that you're vaxxed and how do we know you're telling the truth? I have a couple of guesses, but that question was inevitable and it arose gangbusters over the weekend. And gangbusters is the perfect way to describe this. This was obviously a coordinated effort to put this question in the public consciousness as we had Ricky Schroeder or Schrader, the silver spoon guy. Schroeder. He was he was the little kid in the movie The Champ. So for people of my generation, you remember little Ricky Schroeder from yeah. that. Yeah, he films this video of himself outside of Costco because they wouldn't let him in Costco. And he's asking the guy who's outside working, why won't you let me in? Tell him, tell the camera. And the guy says, because you're not wearing a mask. And he's like, well, didn't you hear the news? We're not, we don't have to wear a mask anymore. And so the confusion and what are we supposed to do? It's all in, all in question now. Costco was always ahead of the mandates, though. Costco they're they're totally in lockstep. They really benefited from the COVID policy. They're a private organization that has every right to make whatever rules they want to. It's when, like out here, the churches and stuff are are following the orders that are coming down from the government. And that's so so when I went to church, I didn't want to wear a mask because I have the antibodies, which makes me actually less of a, to the extent you buy into the official stuff, there's less danger from somebody who actually has had it than somebody who's had a vax. And I've got more to say on that. But, and I thought immediately, I mean, it was so obvious, even when they started talking about it last week, I was like, okay, you're going to have to have the yellow armband from the movie Songbird. That's what's going to have to happen, which is why they got ahead of saying they pre-bunked the Holocaust (laughs) narrative. So this is their new favorite word. It's called pre-bunked. So they anticipate what you're going to say, what stupid made up lies you're going to come up with. And they tell you in advance not what the what the answer to those lies are they get into people's heads first and it's it's kind of impossible because if these are stupid made up lies how do they know which ones are going to emerge unless they're actually truths that they want to preemptively spin that's what that's all about but they want to make sure that you can't make the connection between the yellow songbird wristband and anything that might have happened during totalitarian dictatorships in the Nazi and fascist era. Yeah. And in pre-bunking, they also tell people, don't even engage with that disinformation. Don't even consider it. Don't even try to actually present evidence. You just need to say this in your pre-bunk. That is that whole don't repeat the lie thing, which we've also seen from the powers that be. But it, it is eerie that the eugenicists the hygienists were really emergent during like that was the earmark that was the 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 atrocities that came out of the nazi era the nuremberg protocols and all that 
all that stuff was around just these kinds of issues. It's normally when they, you do a Nazi comparison, it's just a, like an analogy. This is like literally the eugenicist, hygienicist stuff came out of that era. Yeah. And as I, as I recall from last week, you brought a story about how we're not supposed to even make these Nazi comparisons anymore. That's what I'm saying. So they got ahead of it. That was the pre-bunkery. They actually knew this. So now, now all of a sudden, okay, you're not allowed to, let's just put all that to rest. Also, it's not just this idea of having to prove that you've been vaccinated. It's going to get worse than that here. They're talking about now things do change. But the worse it is, the more likely I think it actually will get implemented. They apparently, so they say, you cannot mandate vaccinations that haven't been approved yet. And I wouldn't I wouldn't hang my hat on that peg for too long because the FDA is definitely I mean, if anybody's corrupted by this system and almost everybody is, the FDA is going to be. So they are going to approve it. But until then, if they cannot mandate it in the schools or any of that, they are telling the kids here that in September in school, either you're vac- vaccinated or you have to keep wearing a mask. And the social pressure, from what I understand, the social pressure among teens right now is absolutely exactly what that uh, CDC cons- conspirer on the video you showed us uh, on the la- latest Rockfin drop or the late- one to come, where she was talking about like our next step is to brainwash adolescents through social media that's absolutely happening but another prong to their attack they said there would be strike forces when they find (laughs) vax resistant sub you know little pockets but part of it is going to be to to emphasize that these kids who aren't vaxxed i mean the social pressure is tremendous to make them wear the masks while the other kids don't have to i mean you're creating a caste system they even have like the the infographic that shows you what when you're allowed to wear a mask and when you're not if you're if you're not vaccinated whereas if you're vaccinated you never have to wear the mask so it's really implementing an elaborate caste system yeah to clarify on the vaccine strike force for people who haven't, well, I haven't put the Rockfin video out yet. Ah, so. Okay, that'd be the, everyone. They're going to send, at least as, this is part of the plan, vaccine strike force, that's what they call it, to local communities that are having vaccine hesitancy problems so that they can build vaccine confidence. And what the vaccine strike force will do is they will do a rapid assessment of why People in that area are hesitant, and then they will develop a communication strategy targeting those groups, and then they will tell the local activists exactly what to say to try and change that. And social pressure on children is definitely one of the main strategies. One thing I did not catch or research from the clips that you brought, which I wish I had and maybe would like to go back and do, is if you thought or knew, if it's true, that the people talking like this were were funded by big pharma, it would be very clear that they are using unscrupulous methods to get people to buy stuff. And 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 here's the thing: most people aren't even paying for it, right? Isn't it mostly insurance or the government's paying for lives? So this is a, this is a product that people do not want even for free. So they and to to have captured. We've long been told the FDA, the CDC, it's called regulatory capture, and it arose from the medical industry, if I recall correctly. So they are just using, they get the government to pay for it with the taxpayer, and they still have to get you 
either to agree to it or they need the government to mandate it, to force it on you. This is, I mean, this is, this is fascism beyond just totalitarian control. This is fascism designed to get you to consume something you do not want. You literally have to consume it by slicing over your veins and putting it in there. It's pretty crazy. I have a few more. I don't normally like to go all COVID or even COVID in the first beginning of the show, but I I have a few more if if you want me to just rattle them off. Okay. So don't, if you haven't seen the SPARS document, the 2017 Johns Hopkins document, I urge you to check that out. It's the SPARS pandemic scenario. They talk about chapter 12 talks about how they're going to have a blackout to see how to communicate without electronics. It was very um, similar to what happened in Texas because it was it was supposed to coincide with the rollout of the vaccines. I mean, it's amazing. But another thing they say is how they are going to go to Congress to have Congress replenish the vaccine injury slush fund. That so you cannot this is in real life. You can't sue vaccine manufacturers for vaccine injury, but you can try to get money out of a a vaccine slush fund, which is not even funded by the vaccine manufacturers, but it's funded by taxpayers. And they're talking about how they're going to go back. This is Johns Hopkins scenario. They're going to go back to Congress and replenish that. So I highly recommend you read the document and you what to watch out for the Congress, and then they're going to blame anti-vaxxers and paranoid people. Well, people wouldn't be looking for vax injury compensation if they were realistic about the fact that they're not vax injured. But because anti-vaxxers have gotten into their heads, now it's going to cost taxpayers more money. And, you know, they're going to it's just it's you know, that's how it's going to roll out. You know, you know, you know. All right. So two other things. The CDC had that chick said it's important to distinguish dying with covid uh, and d- dying from COVID. Oh, is it? Is that important it, now? It, it is, especially with regard to breakthrough cases after the vaccine. So not all of it, she says, not all of the 223 cases who had COVID actually died of COVID. They may have had mild diseases, but died, for example, of a heart attack. But she's only talking about the 223 people she's admitting died after getting the vaccine. Now, there have been thousands Wait, So these thousands. are 223 people who died after receiving the vaccine? That's... And we're positive for COVID, if I understand that. I think that's right. I think that's right. Correctly. But there are thousands and thousands of people who got COVID after the vaccine and they're not counting them. So we saw this story before last week. They're not counting them as breakthrough cases unless they've been hospitalized or died. And they're only in order to test, test them for whether they were positive for COVID, they're using a 28 or below cycle threshold, which we all know is far below the very suspect cycle thresholds, which were up to 40, which makes the all um, so many of those positive PCR tests where people weren't sick at all, but apparently still had it, were still contagious at 40. So they're finally changing the protocols to what they should have been to the extent you should even use that, but whatever, after. But get this. So we talked about that story last week, right? Yeah. I heard a Fauci clip this morning where he said, I heard it was a very long clip for Fox Headline News, where he explained that you shouldn't be worried about vaccine people, vaccinated people who've gotten breakthrough cases of COVID because 
the the amount of virus in their mucosa whatever like that could shed is so minuscule they're highly unlikely to be able to transmit it to you unlike people who are unvaccinated who test positive for covid who will have higher levels of the virus in their like sputa or whatever but that directly contradicts with what we heard last week which is they're not counting them they're not measuring vaccinated people by the the standard that would detect very low levels they're only detecting very high levels in vaccinated people it's the exact opposite of what he said i wonder if they're testing the people who are unvaccinated with the same threshold cycle but they they probably are but it wouldn't surprise me no they're they're not that thing was just about vaccinated people yeah so it's we're not Counting it as a breakthrough case unless they're hospitalized or died and pass a PCR test at 28 or below. Yeah. For vaccinated only. It didn't address unvaccinated people at all. Hmm. So my guess is if you're vaccinated and you get a positive, they send you in to get a vaccinated person test. And anyone who knows anything about science knows you need a double blind, not not a self-biasing (laughs) <laughs> test you know what i'm saying it's so crazy that they've been able to just manipulate the way the the numbers the positives that come out by changing the test and reframing everything and, and they're then, saying yeah that we are the anti-science people or it's nazis not, yeah. or whatever it, we're the nazis we're the anti-science people when they're the nazis and the anti-science people so here's the other thing clapton eric clapton now, this is straight out of SPARS also. So the SPARS Johns Hopkins pandemic scenario was specifically targeting propaganda methods. And they set up 25 propaganda challenges, including a blackout, including a celebrity who comes out against the vaccine, including people who've been vaccine injured, all that stuff. So a lot of times when I see these like statements against interest coming out of the mainstream, I wonder if they are very cautiously unrolling these scenario trials and and Eric Clapton came out and it could be totally legit. But the reason it's getting a lot of coverage is that it's going to fit into one of these prescribed scenarios. Clapton blames a vaccine, quote, and I quote, propaganda for underplaying the risks and that he had mild myelitis or paralysis or whatever, and he was worried that he would never play again. He was out of uh, out of commission for a while. They told him to wait 12 weeks for the second shot, yet they gave him the second shot after six weeks. It's like, okay, so you went back for the second shot? Yeah. Anyway, even he was sick the first time, it's very strange. Whereas the one person I know who was pretty injured from the first vaccine, they will not let him get the second one. Yeah. And uh, and and I just say, like, he's OK now. Right. So he's the biggest mouth on this and he's OK now. Well, he's not the only musician who came out with some uh, anti-vax stuff. Van Morrison released anti-vax music and anti-lockdown music. Oh. And he's been getting a lot of a lot of hate for it. That was in the same article as the Clapton thing. Very interesting because Clapton supposedly wrote or was this Van Morrison's? Thing, but I think Clapton also wrote oh, something. They, yeah, where, they worked on it together. Oh, where have yeah, all the rebels sense. gone? Yeah. Where have all the rebels gone? So maybe it's legit. That would be great because then they couldn't totally control the narrative. Yeah. 
So, but, but that's anyway, that's the, the end of my communication strategy, though, of what you're saying from that spars document. Yeah, it sure does. But and anyway, and 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 in that case, they would never have to put somebody up to it. All they have to do is let it happen. And then if they gets too far, then you shut them down. You shut down the outlets. You cancel them. You spin it. I mean, they're ready. They're gonna let it go. They're gonna let it let that limited hangout hang out as long as they want. Yeah. And the person doesn't even have to know about it. But anyway, that's all the COVID stuff. I hate to do it in the first, but I mean, stuff's happening, and might as well get it out there. So. The ballot inspections are going on in Arizona, and as we've been documenting, they've been coming under attack. They've been the media has been trying to pre-bunk the results before. Try to try to get people to not believe what comes out, and these attacks have intensified as indivisible, indivisible groups. One of the biggest, most influential activist groups in the country. They have people in every every district in America, according to their website. They are coming after the ballot inspections, and here's what their campaign is called. Their campaign is called Starve the Big Arizona Lie and Feed Democracy. Here's what they say. Republican lawmakers across the country are blatantly and successfully using lies about the 2020 election to justify widespread voter suppression efforts in many states. Arizona Republicans are conducting a brazenly fraudulent audit of votes cast during the 2020 election. And then they present the here's what you can do about it. What? Brazenly? Fraudulent? Do they add any evidence to that? Nope. They add zero (laughs) evidence to that. In fact, they tell them in their communications, don't counter the evidence, don't repeat the evidence, don't try to debunk the evidence. So they don't even want them thinking about it. They just tell them what to say. Years ago, years ago, we talked about that. Years ago, we said even, even when the mainstream media could have the evidence on its side or a source. They are not offering it up. They are training us mm-hmm. to not yep. not ask for it. I mean, I could find when, oh, I we did, totally. when we used to do the propaganda report, just audio uh, every once in a while. That very interesting. Boy, yeah. they sure are following through with that. And you can see why, because they knew that ultimately they were not going to have the truth on their yeah, side. Yeah, if people they look into it, us. they'll be like, wait a minute, this isn't fraudulent, like you said. But And in the beginning, they would have to give you some of those examples that could stand up to scrutiny. Yeah. So Garland and everybody doing the ballot inspections, mm-hmm. these are the talking points that they are going to hear. They are focusing their effort right now on Arizona, but included in their documents and their, their emails they've been sending out is Georgia. So Georgia's also in their sites. They even have a, a little graphic, a stop the fraudulent Georgia audit. They have it ready to go. So here's what they're going to be saying. Arizona Senate Republicans, the the at the tax at the Arizona taxpayers' expense are conducting an unnecessary, unfounded, and incompetent audit to try and find evidence of vote tampering and prove a range of unfounded conspiracy theories, including that false ballots were sent from China. And the audit, as they said, is brazenly false. And then they tell their followers, they tell them that. It's being done by partisan individuals and Republicans, and that to combat it, what they need to do about it is use the truth sandwich method. And Mm. here is what they say using the truth sandwich method. First, they say the research says that humans remember what they hear first and most often. So use the truth sandwich method, start and end with the truth. That's how you know they know it's a false flag because they come out with they. I'm talking like Shep Smith was famous for this, I found. But they come out with whatever it is, Charlie Hebdo or MH, 
uh, 17 or whatever the one over Ukraine was, uh, Obama on 9-11, Osama bin Laden on 9-11. Sorry, yeah. come on. Then <laughs> Obama, like that is really It's close. Weird. Yeah, it's a letter off. It's a little weird. So they, when they, within the first, like before anyone could possibly know the answer, they come up with the answer that ends up to be the answer that is settled on. Yeah. That is foreknowledge. And that's this Absolutely. get it out there first. And it's worth it to them, even though it looks suspicious. It's worth it because that is so powerful. Yes. They go on to say, and then I'll give you the specific message that they're telling people to repeat. They, they go on to say to not focus on repeating the claims, but instead to focus on the messenger's motives. So focus on the motives. The Which, ad hominem attack? Yeah. So that's that's <laughs> what ad, it is. The fallacy They're of the ad hominem. It's all fallacy. They are promoting to use ad hominem attacks. And right. here is the... the An appeal to authority is the biggest fallacy going yeah. nowadays. Here's the message they send out. And they have it in form, so you can just like retweet it. It says, this is what the indivisibles are supposed to tell people. It says, like most Americans, f- fear... Excuse me. Like most Americans, free and fair elections are crucial to me. So, wow, they have that part in purple because that's the truth. That's the common ground part of the true sandwich. So watching Republicans in Arizona try to undermine legitimate votes breaks my heart. This doesn't protect our democracy. It fuels the big lie and puts partisan interest over the rights of voters. And then they go switch back to purple because this is the bottom part of the sandwich. If we want American (laughs) elections to be fair... We need to protect our people's freedoms to vote. Hashtag Truth Brigade. And then they include, this is the funniest part of it to me, customizable texts. And, <laughs> and, and this, this, <laughs> Say your own words in your own words. Yeah. So the nice. customizable text. That's they, nice of them. They give them a paragraph and then they have one sentence. Oh, like a paragraph. Mad Lib? Yes. It's like a Mad Lib. <laughs> and highlighted in red, it says, add your personalized message here. But then below the little paragraph, it says, here are some ways you can customize the second <laughs> sentence. And then they give six specific lines for them so to just plug in. It's just a multiple choice. Not at all. It's and a multiple choice question. It's a it's multiple not choice even. question. And the <laughs> message that they had answer. is it's the same one that I just read to you. And here are the plug in <laughs> lines that they the personalized lines they can plug in. So watching Republicans in Arizona try to undermine legitimate votes breaks my heart. And they did start the sentence with so. It's a very conversational. I hate that thing. I hate it when people do that. The next one. I can't believe I'm watching Americans in Arizona try to undermine Americans' legitimate votes. Wait. Other Americans. It's like the exact same thing. They're just... They're just trying to hit the demo of how do you speak by saying so before every sentence? Well, customize it by putting so before the sentence. The next line. So I'm worried about who benefits when we make Texas the hardest state to be a voter. That's the line there. And how about like? Do they insert like anywhere? Like Texas? Like? Well, not like not that, yet. No, I don't like the Republicans in Florida. I don't like that Republicans in Florida are changing the rules around who votes and how. They're, Why? They're programming I they were deeply these people. flawed, right? Isn't that the problem? Didn't you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Keep going. Two, two more quick lines. The Arizona audit is rooted in the same political games that are popping up voter suppression laws here in my state. So it's my business. Everything's my effing business. In the final line. It worries me that Arizona audit 
has given an unqualified Trump-supporting firm possession of individual ballots. Anonymous individual ballots? Is a, an unqualified Trump-supporting so, firm? So it should be, let them, let them do it a different way. I mean, they could have better processes in place. Georgia has the worst. This is mind control. It's total mind yes, control. It's unbelievable. Yes. Nobody's thinking about what's going on. They're just fighting the partisan war and they're being programmed by their... And it's so targeting the small, the uh, younger people, obviously. Definitely. Anyway. So, so, <laughs> you know, I hate that. Before we get to our last story of the Free 30, which we are going to talk about I invented another term, hote propaganda. I've used it before. I'm going to tell you who's leading the charge in hote propaganda right now. And in the patron 15, what was live and free in Dallas in 1991? I'll tell you all about it. Some people are going to know the answer and some people are going to have no clue. And our first ever sponsor sponsored special offer by his request for patrons only. So if you're a patron, you're definitely going to want to listen to the patron 15 today. And of course, a big shout out to that sponsor, True Hemp Science. We love truehempscience.com. They are they have a variety of CBD products that is absolutely without question as high quality CBD products as you can get. There's a great variety these guys are the experts. The guy I talked to, Chris, you can call him and have a consultation with him on the phone. He can tell you everything you need to know. Do some research on what CBD products can do for you and how they work. They, In my experience, I was nervous about it because I was just afraid it would slow you down or get you high or whatever. Not at all. In my personal experience, there is none of that. There is just... Uh, it's just a, a nice thing to do after dinner, makes you relaxed, or I think they, they you can actually find the research about relieving anxiety, uh, helps me sleep, I feel better the next day. There's all sorts of benefits and qualities in CBD products that you might want to know about. So do some research, call Chris, check out truehemscience.com. We, he's actually really in it because he loves this show. And I appreciate that. So he's a big sponsor for us. And if you would sponsor him, that would be nice and his team. Uh, If you want to sponsor us by sponsoring us, that's great, too. Please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash propaganda report. The entry level is the truth sponge level at seven bucks a month. And we have been told over and over again, it is both the highest quantity and the highest quality Patreon offering out there. Every single day, you get 45 minutes of commercial-free Drive Times News Blast. You get all the interviews. You get patron-only Q&A. There is uh, just an endless stream of high-quality content. I mean, the only downside is you might not be able to consume it all, but our standards are very high. We give you all that. If you then, you can try for one month and cancel it. Or if you want to upgrade after that and get some of our live streaming stuff, our cocktail parties, our Zoom parties. We had a great Zoom party this weekend. Super, super fun. I think, Binkley, you're going to put out for patrons only probably an excerpt of that for the people who missed it. Yeah. 
And uh, it's just, it's great. And you, if you become a patron, you can speak to us directly every single day. I answer the messages. And if it's for Brad, I send it right to him every single day. And the community discusses the posts at Patreon. So you get access to the community. It's really a great, it's, it's my goal, which was to have high quality at uh, a good price. It's a high value, very high um volume too so check it's that out it's a great out. community it's highly engaging it is and it if, is if you're there, in a situation where you can't talk to people or you you worried about judgment and stuff then this is a great community to go to because yes open and there are hundreds of people in there and then we do patron saint zoom parties where people who have expertise share their experiences we did yeah. one on natural health this week and it was so great mostly about nutrition stuff but it was really really great and then we always do the disappearing patron parties which is where you can really let your hair down and connect with other patrons people are friends because of us like in meat space friends they're business partners like we've got uh, it's a it's a very trusting community we really we've love it we've made a lot of new friends Yes, and I visit people personally. Like if you're in, if I'm going to be in your town, have a meetup. I'll be there. So without further ado, please sign up for Patreon.com/slash/PropagandaReport. And now on to the last story of the free thirty, which is who do you think is leading the charge? Don't guess because I think I might have told you. Uh, leading the charge on haute propaganda. So you know haute couture, haute cuisine. It's um, the high high level stuff it's fancy okay so hope propaganda i used to call the atlantic hope propaganda but now it's it's actually gotten to the point where it's obvious and pedestrian so it is no longer hope it's pleb but harry seems to be in charge prince harry of hope propaganda right now you were right you picked that from the very beginning and i actually heard a couple of people we know one is the podcast, The Hidden Life is Best. It's a listener of ours just launched a podcast about Francis Bacon. Boy, it is interesting. Oh, interesting. I to the, oh really interesting. I He's an to interesting first. character, Francis totally. Bacon. You, it's mind-blowing. And then he was, that guy, Bobby, or Robert, was on William Ramsey, who we've been on, talking about it. And in their conversation... Robert picks up the thread of Harry and Meghan being like propaganda agents and goes on to point out like how little of real value. It's not like they're he didn't say this, but it's Edward Snowden style. They're not revealing anything that wasn't already known. And so what Harry said this week was that and it, and it's just so funny how like you can just see them crafting like, oh, put it in his little accent. It'll be cuter that way. <laughs> The First Amendment is bonkers, he says. It's bonkers. Yeah. And then some people made fun of him by saying it is the Fourth Amendment bollocks and <laughs> the Fourteenth Amendment pish posh. You know, what, what, what will we hear next? And But I was so surprised that what he was talking about were paparazzi. Paparazzi. Now, now let me ask you or tell you what I think is wrong with that, that, that approach. Because his the official story, which I do not believe, and I wonder if he believes it, he probably does, probably very sheltered. The official story was that his mother was hounded to death into an accident by paparazzi in L.A. Yeah. Not in L.A. Not in L.A. Not in New York, not in D.C., not in Boston, in Paris. 
mm-hmm. where they don't have the First Amendment. So it's not the First Amendment that gives rise to the paparazzi, is my point. Anyway, yeah. not that anybody really cares about the, the nuances of, uh, of Harry's propaganda, if Fauci well, can get away with saying yeah. what he says. So, but I, there is a little funny, a little funny one I wanted to tell you, somebody's response to this. I think it was Candace Owens. She said, Sunday Riddle. How many more Hollywood-style interviews will Prince Harry and Meghan Markle give before they finally achieve the privacy they claim to be so desperate for? (laughs) Now, that is very funny. And Harry was the special guest to standing ovation to that Vax event that they had at the Dodger Stadium last week. We covered it actually the week before, but it actually happened last week, and he was the main guy out there talking, and it was like Jimmy Kimmel's nothing but celebrities there just praising him. Was Jimmy Kimmel there? Jimmy Kimmel was there dressed up as Robin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. But I'll also say for Harry to say it's about the paparazzi, one of the things that supposedly drove Meghan Markle to have to come back here was the paparazzi. Again, in England, not a product of the First Amendment. This whole thing seems like a great big setup, even to the point that she is person of color, American, L.A. Like this, this seems like a very long term plan. And I will say Hunter Biden, he was out in Venice, California, where he's got a twenty five thousand dollar a month rental with Melissa, his wife, who I am absolutely convinced is his handler, even though they actually have a baby. Like to me, that doesn't mean anything when you when you hear about like even to the point where you have whistleblowers on human hunting parties, it's like their own kids sometimes. So I don't think that these kind of, quote, familial bonds are beyond the reach of a psychological operation or um or uh, an espionage thing or anything yeah. like that. But the they, story of their meeting, it's support. It does lend credibility it doesn't, to that. It's meaningless. Theory. So it just seems like an arranged marriage where they were just like, this guy needs to be locked up now. We've got an Israeli spy. Let's put her in there. So I, I don't know if she's an Israeli spy. She's South African, but it, she does have... Uh, I think she might be a dual citizen with Israel, but like she just definitely feels like Mossad type where they've yeah. got the hardcore chicks going. But it bothers me that they named the son Bo after his brother, whose wife he was sleeping with as he was on his deathbed. But he's referred to this baby as Bo Jr., which would mean he was the son of Bo. Which he can't possibly have been. But uh, a weird way to do weird I way mean, to unless that. They saved Bo's sperm, and Melissa was a a surrogate. I mean, it's it's even possible, but Bo. I guess he was the better son. Maybe they wanted to. Yeah, maybe. But Junior is the is if your dad has the same name. Otherwise, it's the second. So he would be Bo the second. Hmm. Just so you know. Interesting. Okay, well there you go. Normally, the last free story is not about the. Royal family of the paparazzis, but anyway. Well, so I do yeah, have a question. So shout uh, out. when you say royal family, you could be talking about Hunter Biden or you could be talking about Harry. Yes, I thought that those two stories went hand in hand and they're both in California and on the one and they both have handlers. So or Definitely. well, I mean Harry obviously has handlers, but the the wife seems to be a part of the story on purpose for whatever reason, for different reasons in those two cases. Okay. Yeah. I have a shout out from Andrew. Shout out to a stranger named Kurt 
who introduced himself to us on a ferry journey to say that he loved our baby's smile. He then cautiously asked if she had received her first gun yet, in which to which I cautiously said no. He lamented that he did not have any children in his family anymore to whom he could pass down a cherished youth rifle and offered it to our daughter. Five months passed and I didn't hear from him, thinking it was a passing gesture reconsidered. But then he called and had a friend bring it over to me a few days ago. Thanks, Kurt, for the awesome vintage Chipmunk 22 that Dad took to the gravel pit today and confirmed it can still put a quarter-sized group on target at 25 yards with its primitive iron sights. Freedom and the kindness of strangers, Alaska style. So I hope he gave Kurt a heads up to listen to the propaganda report so he hears this uh, shout out. And also, if you are living in a state that maybe isn't as free as as Alaska, I might look into the... um, gun transfer laws before I followed it in Andrew's footsteps. (laughs) But there you go. Shout out to Kurt from Andrew. And now on to the patron 15. All right. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to y'all tomorrow or in the patron 15. Have a great rest of your day.